From the very beginnings of Christianity, ordinary men and women have been committed to sharing the love of God with others. This passion has especially been manifest in the history of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. One man who typifies this dedication is Joseph Bates. Early in his life, Bates was attracted to the sea. Eventually, he became a successful and wealthy sea captain. However, upon yielding his life to Christ, his priorities took a dramatic change. When Bates retired, he and his wife Prudence had a small fortune. Together, they decided that they would use their means to share the news of Christ's soon return with the world. However, they were unprepared for how quickly their fortune would be diminished. As Bates was working in his study, his wife Prudence came in and asked him to buy some flour. He took his last coin, a single York shilling, and purchased four pounds of flour. When he brought it home to his wife, she wept. The once prosperous sea captain had been reduced to poverty. Later that day, Bates felt impressed to go to the post office. There he found a letter waiting for him. It contained $10, a large sum in his day. With that money, he bought all the provisions his wife needed. He also went to the printer there he placed a down payment for the publication of his book, The Seventh-day Sabbath, A Perpetual Sign. Today, we will be visiting Oak Haven, an OCI ministry located in Michigan. Here the workers are inspired by the same spirit that motivated Joseph Bates. Oak Haven has had several types of ministries over the years and the one that we've focused on in the last say 25-30 years has been Country Life Natural Foods which is a huge food distribution and ministry so we go to about 17-18 states with trucks then we're able to ship UPS or Postal Service and we do have a retail store as well so people come to us looking for the, the good food that we offer the store itself actually carries just about every item that would be in a warehouse, except we would have it in a smaller quantity. We have several packaging machines that we're able to take the bulk product and package it down to smaller sizes that are more convenient. We are a vegetarian store leaning towards vegan, but it is sort of a crossroads for people just learning about what can I do if I don't want to eat meat? What can I now eat? There are good, clean, wonderfully tasting meat substitutes, or we can hand them a recipe from the last cooking class and say, here is a great recipe. You don't want meatballs anymore, but here's a nut ball that's going to taste just as good and give you better nutrition. In one area of the operation, we actually have a small production facility where we bake granola. So we do two flavors of granola. Almond Delicious and Cashew Date Delight is very popular. We bake it a couple times a month and ship it all out with the rest of our products. Granola really had some roots in the establishment of Country Life 
back in the early 1970s. And they started getting granola, then they wanted some oats, and they wanted some raisins and almonds, and so the granola has been integral to the, the beginnings of our operation. And we really feel that our food distribution is a food ministry. It's not just a business. And so everything we do, every employee that we have is a missionary. What's really nice is times when we get to talk about the Lord. It doesn't get any better than that, you know. So, you know, to me, this is a ministry. We do deliver the stuff, which is the main part of the job. But then you get those opportunities, uh, you know, the divine appointments. Our goal is to really reach people for Christ, to let them know that God loves them and that He cares about them. And one of the ways that we can do that is through the health outreach because it's so non-threatening. We have morning worship every morning for our staff. We pray together constantly. We look for opportunities to, to help people, not just with physical food. Our retail store has thousands of customers walking in the door. And so they come to buy food, but they come to get more than food. They come because they are beginning to trust us, and many of them have a long-standing trust in us in a relationship that we've built. Because we do a lot of telephone work, we're always in touch with people. And so our ministry aspect is something that we keep in the forefront of our mind, that every opportunity God brings to us through our contact with people is an opportunity to share some aspect of His plan for their life or a person that just needs a word of comfort. We really look to every contact that we have to be an opportunity for sharing Christ's love directly or indirectly. I would say the Country Life Story is a ministry. The people that have come in from the community become more and more our friends. You get to know the regular people on a first name basis. If they have a problem, they can come and say, Doreen, this is going on. And I can just stop right there. They can come in my office or we can just pray right in the store. It's just a really good opportunity to get to know people at an in-depth level. The Pullman Seventh-day Adventist Church is located on the campus of Oak Haven. And we're very supportive, not only of the work of the local church, but of the Michigan Conference. That's what we're here for, to, to help the church grow as lay people. We also have a nice uh, arrangement with the Michigan Conference where we have Emanuel Institute Evangelism School housed on our campus. And that's been really exciting over the last four years to have them here at Oak Haven. Emanuel Institute fits in really well because they share the same philosophy. And I remember when we were first meeting with Pastor Howard and Emmanuel Roth, the Associate Director, uh, they shared with us their passion for outpost evangelism. And we could see that we were all on the same page. And so it's, it's a real blessing working with, with them because they do have the same vision for Outpost Ministries. We serve a couple purposes. And the students that come here usually have two things that they want to learn. They want to learn more how to be confident in their faith and comfortable in sharing it. As we understand ministry, God's work is not going to be finished by professional ministry. It's going to be finished by lay people. You know, that's what we see in a lot of supporting ministries is lay people who catch enough of the vision of what we're about as Seventh-day Adventists to take the ball and run with it, to really go out and use the talents and skills God has given them 
to be supportive with the mission of the church, but to take their talents and go where God's called them to help to hasten the coming of Jesus. And that thrills me. In early Adventist history, Michigan became a center of church influence. Ultimately, Joseph Bates moved here, as did Ellen and James White. It was in Michigan, not far from Oak Haven's campus, that Ellen White had her famous and influential health reform vision. In that vision, she was shown the close relationship between health and spirituality. In her writings, she emphasized the importance of health food work as a means of communicating the gospel. Oak Haven not only produces and distributes health foods, but they communicate health principles with the community at large. Health evangelism really is what Oak Haven's all about, and Oak Haven was started to be able to reach out to the community in all different ways that would help people mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And it's a real blessing the way it all works together. God has given us this opportunity to reach people. And it's amazing even to us as we review week by week the numbers of people that we impact. Uh, we have approximately 15,000 plus active customers. Uh, we also have some distributors and, and that doesn't really include the store customers that come through. So the total number of customers that we impact are somewhere between, I would say, 18 to 20,000. Then knowing that every person that we influence has their own sphere of influence, and so there are tens of thousands of people that are out there gaining a blessing from the food, from the lifestyle, from the spiritual component, and uh, we just feel like God has given, given that to us and we want to be good stewards of, of handling that. Aside from the work that we do in delivering food across the country, we have quite an active local ministry. Uh, we have cooking classes that people just stand in line to, to get a seat for. We're filled to capacity every class. One of the things that Oak Haven has really practiced is what Jesus said, freely you have received freely give. And we've noticed that from the time we first came here that there was a spirit of generosity and we've tried to carry that out. So we don't charge for our programs. Uh, people can leave a donation if they want to. We offer a lot of the regular lifestyle programs, diabetes reversal. We do a depression recovery program. We've, we've done herbal remedies and natural remedies, natural treatments edible wild plant classes, and just anything that we can do to, to reach the local need, because then we can personally get acquainted with each of uh, those people that we impact. At our cooking classes, we try to focus on a particular theme or topic each time, and so we develop the recipes beforehand, and we show the people how to cook. We try to find some way to open up the Word of God and show them that there's a God that loves them and try to bring in that spiritual component. It's such a blessing to see people come to the programs and to, to hear them share how their lives are changing, whether it's their health or their family or 
um, just their outlook on life, whatever it is, and it just it just cheers us on and keeps us going, knowing that we're being a blessing to so many people. Really, one of the most blessings has been Patty and mm -hmm. Mark. Um, just their support in you know, teaching us how to make our own bread, mm -hmm. whole wheat bread, and um, even the one time Donna was asking her questions, and Patty said, "Well, I'll come up to your house and." help you, you know, with the, <laughs> we were, a, you know, an hour and a quarter drive away and we just couldn't believe that she would offer to do something like that. I think the health message and the gospel mesh in two ways. One is that the health message opens up the way, it breaks down prejudice so that people are more interested in what we believe as Seventh-day Adventists. And also, I think the health message just prepares the mind and the heart to be more open to the Holy Spirit. When our minds are clear and our bodies are healthy, we're much more receptive to what the Holy Spirit is telling us. It paves the way for the Holy Spirit to do a work in our hearts. We have a concept in ministry that involves churches around the country that actually get our food invite their local neighbors and, uh, and associates, and then plan an event that often can have a spiritual component and tie that in with the monthly food delivery. So people come and they get their food and they'll get spiritual food and some health presentation as well. And that's been very successful. Many of the churches in the Michigan Conference are working with the food co-op ministry Starting this year, we've, we've tried a new thing, which several churches around the country are doing, and it is small meetings in your home. We're using a program called Homes of Health and Hope, and it's a follow-up to some of our other programs where we have a small group come to our home, and uh, it, it's really exciting because people open up a little bit more. We get to build relationships a little bit closer, uh, pray with people, that, and that's another element that um, is just pervading much of what we do. As one of the field vice presidents, I am excited about being part of OCI. It's a blessing to be a part of the family of Outpost Centers International, and it's really encouraging to be able to visit the different institutions and to see what they're doing. It's been an opportunity to get the word out more about OCI, and it's such an encouragement to see the creativity of God, the ideas that God gives to individuals of things that they can do as lay people. OCI has been such a blessing in the way that it has pulled all these different lay ministries together and with the leadership training that it has provided, it has enabled ministries that have pretty much been out there on their own functioning to feel like they're a part of something and to be encouraged by what others are doing. And I see God just really moving to pull the OCI ministries together and what's being done at the headquarters is a big part of that. Something that we can't underestimate is the value of prayer. And one of my favorite statements is from the book Ministry of Healing. And it's in one of the later chapters, Development and Service. And it says prayer and faith can do what no other power on earth can accomplish. And we, we really take that to, to heart. And our customers often will just 
light up. They'll just respond in such a positive way just by the simple phrase, can we pray for you or can we pray with you? And it, it's really, it's really awesome when uh, hearts are touched by the connection that, that we have with God. We really believe that God answers prayer. And that inspiration to people is coming through in our ministry. And they are often, often customers will say, please bring it up in your staff meeting for prayer. You know, mention my name or my needs. And it's really encouraging to us. Joseph Bates used his talents and resources to communicate the good news of Christ's return to this world. In a similar way, the workers in OCI Ministries use their gifts to share God's love with others. They believe their efforts will bear fruit in the great harvest that Christ will reap when He returns. We share this globe with about 7 billion people. That's a lot of people. And standing here in this busy city, it's easy to feel small and insignificant. After all, I'm only one person. What difference can I make? But the fact is, each of us can make a difference. God is calling us to turn our lives and our skills over to Him. Around the world, the individual workers at OCI Ministries are letting God use them to bring hope and healing one person at a time. You can make a difference too. When you connect to OCI, you connect to more than 80 ministries worldwide. If you're interested in getting involved in the global ministry of OCI, visit our website or call our office. We would love to talk to you. There are a variety of risks confronting today's young people. In Sub-Saharan Africa, AIDS is a great threat to their existence. This deadly virus can affect their lives in many ways, from them contracting the virus to the devastation that occurs when their parents come down with the disease. Throughout Sub-Saharan Africa, there is a missing generation. Tanzania ranks third of all the African nations in the greatest concentration of AIDS orphans. In some parts of Tanzania, almost half the population is afflicted with the disease. Another of our OCI ministries is doing what it can to rescue these at-risk young people. Eden Valley Foster Care Mission is dedicated to helping AIDS orphans. Its focus is breaking the cycle that this disease has brought to the people of Africa. My wife and I spent 10 years in Africa, and on our way home, we decided to visit our son in Tanzania. And there is a man who wanted us to go and visit a place called Lupalilo in the Makete Mountains. There was nothing going on there, and so we left him some money to hire Bible workers and to do an evangelistic series, and we flew to America. But in America, we began getting emails saying, there's a lot of AIDS orphans there. He came up with the number of 25,000 once, another time was 28,000. We, we thought, now wait a minute, that's an incredible number of orphans that can't be. So we made another trip back to Tanzania and we went up again into the mountains to investigate this thing. 
we went to the public schools and between 35 to 50 percent of the students in the public schools were orphans. And at that point my wife decided we've got to do something. However, I was the president of Eden Valley. I couldn't just uproot and go and so we decided that she should do what she could do. AIDS was the thing that was devastating the land here. A whole generation of parents were missing. I could see the young people had nothing. There is nothing here for the young people. And so once we checked over the land and we found this place, it had water, it had a forest, and it had some flat agricultural land, we decided to go ahead and take it. And now we have our whole school campus. We have dormitories, we have staff homes, we have classrooms. We have carpentry, beginner sewing, and advanced sewing up to this time. But our goal is not to stop there. It's to provide agriculture and mechanics. And we have built a mechanic shop with a pit, and now we're just waiting for the Lord to provide us a teacher so this program can go ahead. The real goal of the place is not just to teach them a trade. We're here for evangelism. I learned about God. I was converted and was baptized while here. I'm learning things that will give me a better life. And I'm also growing spiritually. Every morning we have 45 minute to an hour Bible class. And then after that, they start their classroom studies, which is carpentry and sewing. Every morning, from 8 to 9, they have Bible class. I've been teaching them that Jesus was also a carpenter, and the students appreciate that he also did what they are now doing. With the skills that they're learning here, we hope that they'll be able to go back into their villages and do the simple work of making stools, tables, beds, chairs, and they will be able to not only do that, but to reflect Christ in their work. I will start my own sewing business and will teach others how to sew. One thing I would like is to have my own sewing machine when I graduate. We don't have sewing machines to give to every young girl when they graduate. So we have provided a way by giving them work. And this is a, a blessing to them and a blessing to us. My education has been very helpful because now I can make a living. I am so thankful to Mrs. Fournier for helping to get me this sewing machine. It is such a blessing. For the boys, we give them a plane, hammer, saw, chisel, and a measuring tape when they graduate. And this has been a blessing to them too because right straight off, they can start a little business for themselves. After graduating, I built this carpentry shop. I would like to thank the school for my education, which has helped me to be successful in my work. AIDS creates many different pressures on local communities. It interrupts the flow of normal community life. 
For example, the elderly are often thrust into the role of being primary caregivers for their now orphaned grandchildren. Rural regions such as this suffer under the weight of AIDS. There's a need for more education, for better medical treatments. Eden Valley Foster Care Mission is doing what it can to help alleviate some of these great needs as well. We have a close distribution that we do for the elementary kids. They come over here, or if it's a far village, we go to their far village and we distribute clothing. We buy material and we make dresses for them. Last week, we had a, a clothing distribution for the old people, and they are always so, so thankful. We do a lot of uh, dental work and wound care, and usually there's one or two people sitting outside our door when we get up in the morning. It would be nice to have a clinic. We could put a clinic in the village or have a clinic right here on campus. Last week we had a, a lady come to us. She had been in a motorcycle accident. Her clothes got caught in the wheel and it caused the bike to tip. And so then she thrashed her foot. It was very painful. And so we put charcoal poultice on it the first night. And then I had to go away for some meetings. I had taught her how to do hot and cold, hot and cold. And so she faithfully did that twice a day, which I am very grateful for. I left her some charcoal, showed her how to make the charcoal poultice. And so this morning we went to look at her foot. It looks really good. We have two Bible workers here on campus. They go into the local villages here and they teach at um, the, the elementary schools. They also visit house to house. They get to know the people and, and help the people. I feel like I'm a pioneer and that I've built up the place now we are needing some people who would be happy to come in and to nurture and mentor these young people. So this is an urgent need of ours, is to have two families who would be willing to come here and take over this program and teach and to be a part of it and to make it their own. It's his vision. This is my motivating power. This is the Lord's work. Helping people to know Jesus is what we want to do. The aim of Eden Valley Foster Care Mission is to help the at-risk young people in this region. By giving them practical skills, they enable them to earn a livelihood and thus escape the destructive lifestyle that awaits so many of their friends. The students here also learn of the love of God. When they leave the school, they go out and they make a significant impact in the surrounding community. God's blessing has been richly felt in this ministry, but you too can have a part. Your prayers make a huge difference in ministries such as these. I encourage you to consider what you can do to help the expanding work of OCI around the world. We value your support. 
please visit us at outpostcenters.org to learn more about the worldwide work of OCI and our member ministries, such as Eden Valley Foster Care Mission. We would also love to hear from you at info at outpostcenters.org or please call us at 423-236-5600.